Welcome back to a very special episode of Fast Women. I am Eileen. And I am Nicole. And today we are talking about our big EV road trip. We have been teasing this electric vehicle road trip for weeks and weeks and weeks, it yes. feels like. Um, Nicole and I have been driving from Disneyland to Disney World. Uh, we have been driving a 2023 Kia EV6 GT Line. I mean, it, they call it an SUV. It's a hatchback it's a crossover. It's small. At best. Yeah, it's small. I mean, everybody wants to call everything an SUV. It's not quite an SUV. So yeah. So in previous episodes and in our article on Newsweek.com, we have detailed some of the specs of the car. So we're not going to do that here. We're going to talk about our experience driving this across the country and what it's been like for us. Um, we've been driving pretty much nonstop today. It's Sunday. It's Sunday afternoon. We've been driving since Friday. Um, you know, getting to know each other even better than we already do and getting to know the <laughs> Kia, um, but also the electric vehicle charging grid. Infrastructure is a huge part of this conversation. So we've tested it all. We've tested the car. We've tested infrastructure. We've tested food. We've tested our patients. We've done all of it. And we're going to share it all. And we're going to share it all. So here we go. So we started out, we picked, I flew into LA, Nicole flew into LA at LAX, picked up the car. Mm -hmm. um, and immediately upon turning on, we noticed that it had a few issues. Which, I mean, that happens, right? Right. Immediate change of plans immediately upon getting in the yes. car. Yes. Which is not a problem. So the first one was that the navigation system was having some issues. It mm -hmm. was a little glitchy. And, um, you know, that's something that they can update that over the air. And that's what we did. Uh, reach out to Kia and they immediately said, like, we think this is a software issue. It wasn't causing any functionality problems with the car. No, not at so, all. So, like, we're good. We're just kind of giving you guys a head up. And they're like, if we can fix it over the air, we will while you're out there. If not, we won't. So that's okay. But that was the one issue. The second issue was the USB type A port doesn't yes. work. So we couldn't charge everything at once. So Eileen has one thing that plugs into the USB-C that we've been sharing. And then there's also a wireless charging in this, which is kind of cool. So we've been using the wireless charging too to yeah. keep our devices charged. And so we've been charging the USB-C. I have like a phone. It's a it's a Y cord. So it's one side is the for our iPhones. The other side is actually our Apple Watches, which is good because we've been on the road constantly. Mm -hmm. It's not like we've been, had the opportunity to charge. And both of us very much enjoy having the Apple Watch, which is handy for navigation. Yeah. Um, one thing of note, so the navigation system was not working within the car. Hyundai does not have the technology that, say, Ford does or Tesla does with the route mapping, where they can tell you where to charge along the way. That would have been helpful. That's not an option in this car. Um, it would have been an option if the navigation system worked. So Nicole and I basically had to DIY this entire trip. It's 2,500 miles. We had to figure out, you know, where the chargers were where to stop each time, you know, based on what we know about terrain, about what we know about the charging speeds, about charging providers, um, all of that on our own. And we would have had to do that anyway. So important to note that. So not having that USB type A meant there's also no CarPlay other than Bluetooth. And you and I don't particularly care for the CarPlay via Bluetooth. Yeah. It's just, it, it can lag behind. It can be glitchy. It's weird. Like if you're talking on the phone in close proximity to the car and the car starts, all of a sudden your phone call gets beat yes. to the car. <laughs> and, and that's happened more than once on this trip. So I, personally, if it was my car and I was driving it every day, I probably wouldn't have a problem with it. Um, but on this trip, we very much have been using... Um, just you know, handheld devices, uh, having the passenger hold the hold the phone, uh, navigate for the driver. We've been switching off the whole time. That's kind of the nexus. Yeah. So so origin story. We we started out in downtown Old Orange, California. Yes. Very cute little downtown area. Yes. Like, I want to go back and have dinner and sit on the square. Sort there's of this thing. cute there's this cute little fountain, and that was the starting point for us because that is exactly where the guys from TFL Cars started their drive. So we started in the same spot. Um, 
early in the morning. It was still kind of dark. Just yeah, just, it was like six forty-five in the morning. We yeah. set out, so we started out pretty early. Uh, got ourselves going, got some Starbucks before we started, and then got in the car with the Starbucks and then started. I feel like we kind of jumped the gun there because the night before we had to charge the car up fully because we had to drive from LAX to Anaheim. Yes. And so we stopped at a Target that was near our hotel in Anaheim um, and got some snacks for the trip. Yes, because you can't have a road trip without snacks. There's a law. So let's talk about what we had. We had, (laughs) uh, because food is an important part of our life. Yes. And it's certainly an important part of Fast Women. We did cheese curls. Mm -hmm. Uh, I had these like skinny pop thin um, mini rice cake things. In butter popcorn flavor. They are delicious. I will be buying those again. This was a kind of a crapshoot to see if they like them or not. Um, what do we have? We had, you chose two different types of Pepperidge Farm cookies. Cookies, because I love cookies. So I got Pepperidge Farm Milano's and Brussels, because they're amazing. I also got honey roast and almonds, and I don't road trip without beef jerky. So I got a thing of teriyaki beef jerky, because again, one you cannot simply road trip without beef jerky shoved into the door pocket to grab a little nom when you're hungry. little nom. Yeah. Um, we also had... The uh, pretzel rods, yes, the roll gold pretzel rods. So that was kind of that. That was kind of our, our food. Oh, nibbles, nibbles. We had some drinks. We had some waters from the hotel that we had. I mean, we had diet coke because, of course, diet coke. And um, yeah, and I stopped along the way to get apples at Walmart because oh I discovered gosh. we She's had to be <laughs> raving about. This. She's like, this apple's really good. I'm like, that's good. This apple from Walmart's good. I'm like, okay, really, Nicole. I'm like, I get you. The apple at Walmart was amazing. So a lot of our charging stuff have been at Walmart. So I've had it been on Discovery of Apple Discover uh, Apple Discovery. Um, <laughs> and like shockingly, like when you're on this trip and you're in this car, like. I feel so unhealthy. We're not walking around. Yeah. We're not doing a lot. Like, I just feel like we're so sedentary. So I did, I was like, oh, an apple a day keeps the doctor away. It won't keep the doctor away, but it does make me feel better. So like, you could do like carrot sticks. You could do apples. There's certain things you can do. Um, it is kind of weird though, to have like a rotting apple in the door waiting for you to get out. <laughs> of the next. Like, I don't know. I just, I like, I don't know. So you could do that. So anyway, did all of that. We got all that. When we got out of Target, it was raining. Yes. And I do feel like that should have been the omen we had for this, the trip. This was actually the omen for what would become our nemesis. Oh, nemesis is a I good word. I feel like nemesis is a good word. So this was our nemesis for the trip was rain. But that happens later. But yeah, we got a little bit of rain at the very beginning that was no big deal. No big deal. Light, lovely little Anaheim sprinkle. Uh-huh. It was it was totally fine. Um, but anyway, so we headed out of Anaheim. Um, with a reasonably full charge, it was like 98% when we left left Old Town Orange, and, and had a pretty easy trip of it. Got on the highway, no traffic, because it was 6 o'clock in the morning, and we headed out to out, an outlet mall outside yes. of Anaheim, um, where we ran into some charging friends, who we did not know, but they be, they did not become our friends, but we just saw charging yes, cars. a bunch like, of cars charging, and it was really weird, because the charging thing told us to go directly, you know, through this road, turn here, turn, and I get to the spot, and it's like service vehicles only. I'm like, but... The chargers are in there. I need yeah. to go. The heck with it. And I drove up and I'm like, I don't know how else you get here other than fording the signs and going up through the service vehicles entrance only. And I will weird. say that everyone who came after us came up through the service vehicles. Like, yeah, yeah, it's just, it's, so it's, it's just, it's just, I was it not missing something. That was the only way to no. get it. So, so we started charging there and that was our, fir- that, that was, it was fine. It was fine. It, it was, was an little, EVgo charging mm-hmm. station. Um, and it was, it was not cold, cold. There was chilly. I mean, it was in the forties. It was, it was in the forties. So like, like fallish weather for the rest of the planet. Cold for California. I guess. Yeah. So we were there, joined there by an Audi e-tron. There was an Ionic five that was there from Hyundai, um, a Mercedes EQS. Uh, I'm gonna say uh, browsed and then left the location. Yeah, I don't know, but he like he like looked. He determined we weren't good enough company and and proceeded on his way. I don't know what happened yeah, there. Yeah, it was very bizarre. But it was it was it was uh it was a good charging experience. It was not as quick as we thought it would be. 
which again is kind of the theme for this this yeah, episode. Yeah. So you know, and like we fully get it. Like just let's like do our disclaimer. I know that the state of charge affects how quickly your vehicle will charge. That between ten and eighty is the sweet spot. But still, state of charge is going to affect how quickly you charge. I know that the temperature outside and the temperature better. Yes, I get all that. But when you there, there were the, it will slow it down. But sometimes we're like, I wanted to like knock on the church, like, hello, little, little elves. Could, could you could get you a little more effort? A little bit of juice because it's not that cold, nor is the vehicle that cold. And um, so, yeah, so our charge rate wasn't as fast as I thought it would be. It, it felt a little slow. Um, we, we were charging at mostly throughout this trip at 350 kilowatt chargers, which is most of the chargers in America, their max at this point. Mm-hmm. There's, there's some that don't have more than that. This car can handle a little over 230 kilowatts. So, so we were above what we should be, but the next level down is 150. So in order to get hit our max, we were going with a larger one. Right. And like, we're getting like, I think like, we were getting at some chargers and this was actually really hampered our trip. We were getting at some chargers that would, would just sit at 60. And then when we hit to 80%, we're down. Like there was a time we plugged in and we're like seven. We have to charge at seven. We're going to be here until we're 80. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it was, it was, it was definitely that. And we were not agnostic to EVgo or to Electrify America or to ChargePoint. We actually have used all of them mm-hmm. on the trip. And so we were, and, and all different types of chargers, new ChargePoint, old ChargePoint, new Electrify America, old, brand new EVgo installation. Um, we used a Duke Energy installation. Which makes me think of John Wayne. I halfway expected yes, a cowboy to walk The away. Duke. Howdy, ma'am. Can I help you charge your car? <laughs> yeah. So we, we, we've, we've tried out all these different things. So we'll talk a little bit about that. But um, we left we left California, headed to Arizona. And right at the California-Arizona border, um, there is a Love's Travel Plaza that has four fast chargers in it. I think it's four fast chargers. There's at least three fast chargers. Um you know, looking at the map, I was like, okay, well, those are clear. And all of a sudden I looked at it, I'm like, well, they're all full. Okay, well, we have to stop there because there's nothing until we get to Phoenix. Mm-hmm. We can't make it to Phoenix without this. So we were beholden to those chargers. Well, thankfully, I was being a little bit anal retentive about it. And I checked like an hour before we had to be there and saw they were all full. And I was like, well, there's probably a line because it's the only one between here and Arizona. It services mm-hmm. both sides of the interstate. Um, so we were able to actually stop about 30 minutes before that. And get enough charge at a charge point location located in a lot behind a Denny's. And I'm going to call it a undesirable but okay area. Yeah, that's fair. Like, I wouldn't go there in the dark. I wouldn't hang out there. Yeah, I would lock my car. Um, yep. We, and we were able, because it was like breakfast time, we actually went into Denny's. And it took about an hour to charge there. Yes, but it gave me an opportunity to have a moons over my hammy, which is, I mean, that's a tasty breakfast sandwich. I am, I'm glad you enjoyed that. I had some toast and <laughs> potatoes. I was on a carb diet for the first half. I'm trying, like, I, I'm known for having to go to the bathroom a lot. And so I was trying very hard to not be that person on this trip. I have succeeded. I'm very proud she of myself. Has. She's done very well, people. Um, we. Oh, and before I forget, I also need to give Vileen mad props because she forgot her butt pillow. So she yes. has been enduring this entire trip sans butt pillow. And I have heard nary a complaint from her, which I guess is a testament to the seats in the Kia EV sets. You know what? I am shocked by how comfortable these seats are. We're See? actually sitting in them now recording this. Yes. And, and ch- I'm not... we're at a charge point. Is that where we are? We're at a charge point location. Charge point location charging. Um, so we are almost, we've almost completed this journey. Um, but you know, we've had a lot of downtime. So, um, yeah, the seats we've been in them for a long time now, days on end. Mm-hmm. And it has not 
been bad. I'm quite honest. I'm very, very impressed by Kia seats. I would like to shake the hand of the butt engineer. The butt the engineer. engineer. I don't think this is official wait, title. I, but you know what? If you were an engineer, what do you want in your card? I want my card to read butt engineer. Kia butt engineer. Kia butt engineer. Yeah. So Kia, if you're listening to this, if you could arrange for me to meet the butt engineer when yeah. I'm, when I'm over in Korea with you in a couple weeks, that'd be fantastic. Yeah. We'd like to meet the butt engineer and shake his hand and say thanks. Yeah. <laughs> All right. We will take a break there. We're going to talk to you a little bit about our journeys through Phoenix and on to Texas, which we had to dip down to the border. So that was an interesting time. Take you right through there all the way into Florida. We'll be right back. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. All right, we are back. Nicole and I have taken you through the first leg of our, our electric vehicle charging adventure in the Kia EV6. And we've talked butt pillows. We've talked snacks. We've talked charging we've talked a little bit about rain it is now currently raining while we are it's sitting raining in the car. again gosh dang it it is and i can see the sun like on the other side one side of the car is sun the other side of the car is gloom mm-hmm. and doom much like the cake the sun is a lie i don't believe it's really coming but that's okay <laughs> it came out once today it was like welcome to florida oh no goodbye so yeah so we left the blythe california i believe it wasn't arizona yet california charging station with enough juice to get us about to phoenix yes so we route planned and a Originally, the apps had recommended that we go a little bit further into Phoenix, but because we stopped before the first, second charging location, we had to kind of adjust that. So um, we worked with uh, some app, the Electrify America app, actually, and the Google, the EVgo map and some Google maps and things like that, and discovered Goodyear, Arizona as a good place to go. Mm -hmm. Um, Plugged in at Goodyear at an EVgo that was in a plaza with a church and... It was fine. Like it was, it was much more upscale than I thought it would be based on what I was reading on Google maps was around (laughs) it. Um, and it was actually a good location. It was next to a Schlotzky's Austin uh, eatery and Nicole had never been to Schlotzky's. So so I was like, so we, I can't say Schlotzky's Schlotzky's. So we went and plugged in, got a great rate of charge. Parking there was easy which was not always the case. And, what and it was nice doing. and brightly lit too, because you know, you, you're sitting like we're sitting in a parking lot right now charging. Like you don't want it to be in a sketchy spot, especially if you were sitting by yourself, but this is a nice, like that was a nice location for charging. Nice location. It was new. Like you, you, it, it, mm-hmm. you could almost smell the paint on the chargers. It was very <laughs> new. Um, when Schlotzky's, they had a bathroom and it was clean. And like, that's kind of what we've learned on this trip is you want to be adjacent to food. You want to be adjacent to restrooms. Um, we, I mean, spoiler alert, we have not showered in a Love's Travel Plaza. We actually haven't stopped at a Love's. We did Despite not. that being the marker for many of the stops uh, yeah. we planned ahead of time, but all these pivots have changed kind of what we yes. have to do. Um, but yeah, we, we like having food nearby. So so the food, you know, being able to, you know, wash our hands, you know, put water on the face, uh, go and order something. We sat and we ordered um, a pepperoni flatbread. Which from Schlotzky's, which that I tried before. It was surprisingly good. Yeah. I was like, this This is like, I would order this again on mm-hmm. my own if I went there on my own. So kudos to Schlotzky's for that. Um, we unplugged there. We had a pretty good state of charge. Uh, unplugged there and headed on to the traffic in Phoenix, which is kind of always the case now. I feel like Phoenix traffic has gotten incredibly bad over the last yeah, year. Yeah, and it was so, and you know, we were traveling 
we were missing rush hour head on. Like we didn't end up hitting that, but we did get a bunch of traffic. So it was, and that slowed us down a bit, um, which was our first little like slowdown, but we had wiggle room. We had plenty of wiggle room, like for a little, like to get a little lost, to have to take a little longer to charger, to get a little bit of traffic keyword and all those things is little, which isn't quite what ended up happening. Um, but we'll yeah. talk about that more later. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, we were headed down to Tucson and really what limits the traffic from Phoenix to Tucson on, um, I 10 is that it's two lanes. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's what 75 or 80 miles per hour, mm-hmm. but it's two lanes and there's, I mean, there's tractor trailers, there's through traffic, there's, you know, rust bucket pickup trucks because we're close to the desert. There's all that stuff. And man, like it's not that it's going slow, but you're just boxed in yeah, a lot of the time. You can't get out of it. And there. that's not a great place to be. I mean, what no matter what type of car you have, I certainly wouldn't want to do that in a Miata. Like I'm always worried a Miata's gonna go under <laughs> a tractor trailer. Like very Christmas vacation-y. Um, but that did not happen to us, thank God. But it's just it, you know, it holds it holds you up more than you anticipate. So came out of Tucson and you kind of make this turn to the southeast as you come out of Tucson, right into the setting sun in this case, um, which it was actually kind of a nice little, like, okay, we've gotten through that. Now we're headed into the nighttime. Um, and that at that point, it was like cotton candy pink skies. It was beautiful. There were mountains on all, like, behind us. It Looking in the rearview mirror, it was gorgeous. It like, was that really was one gorgeous. of my favorite moments of yeah. this whole trip was just how pretty the setting sky was. Um, we went from there. We went to the exit that has Tombstone, Arizona, off of it. Mm-hmm. And we charged at a Walmart there. And that was, like, the first tricky parking situation we had. It was an Electrify America charger, and it is angled parking spots. Yeah, it's really weird. So you think, like, like this one, like, the charge point that we're at right now, it's just a row of head-in parking, or you could back-in parking, and they're It's, just, like, perpendicular it's, parallel. Right, yeah. and it's really, really easy to back into. There's sort of these angled spots, and they're very, very tight, and depending on where the charging port is on your car, it's... The, the cables aren't long, and you have to angle yourself just right, make sure you're parked on the correct side to get the it's just it's a little bit tricky to get in they're tight spots it's harder than you think they're like weirdly wedged in like it was in fact at one point we saw and i don't think it was this location but same setup because they were sort of the same way multiple Are you times talking about the ionic five that had a hard time parking well, was that, was that, that was okay, that was that but there's also yeah. an f-150 trying to park once and he like gave it gave up and he had just like pulled straight in and was like sideways like oh he was, like, he was yeah he was across, he, he was like, off off the off the grid yeah sort of he's thing, like yeah. i'm parking across six spots there's no one else here you other people that need regular parking spots take one of the other eight thousand in this in this parking lot <laughs> yeah it was it was a pretty it's just not great and the other thing about this and we kind of experienced that here but we experienced it elsewhere too is that the the generators for these charging spots block the visibility of of when you're sitting in the car and like honestly like when you're traveling alone as two women, as one man, as one woman, you know, whatever, being able to have awareness of your surroundings yeah. when you're sitting in a car by yourself in the dark is very important. And as well lit as some Walmart parking lots are, I still don't like the feeling of not being able to see like two thirds of what's behind yeah, you. Yeah. It's kind of a weird thing. You are very much in some of those boxed in, in such a way that all you can see is like straight in front of you and to the right. And you're looking and you can see kind of in your rearview mirror, but like to like the way they box them in is very weird. And it's, it's just, and sometimes like the way that the, where the car charging port is, you might only be able to actually charge at like one or two yeah. of those, those angled spots. And so it's very much a game. And we just ended up, there are a couple of times on this trip where we just ended up in places. Where I'm just like, I can't like Nicole and I didn't get out of the car. It was head on a swivel. And like, we were really looking forward to those gaps of like, you know, half an hour of to get up and walk around. Yeah, in some of these places, was, I thought, I'm not walking around here at night. This is, no. It's just, just, they didn't feel safe, which is, 
and it's not like Eileen and I are nervous people, but it's you, you know, when you are in a spot where it's like, I can't see what's going on around me. I, I don't know where I am. It's dark. It's late. It, they're just, a, some of those spots are a little sketchy. Like I would not want to be there by myself. Yeah, absolutely. And so we get out of, we get out of Texas. We charge at that one spot we just talked about. We went to New Mexico on the Arizona, New Mexico border. I have to say it said it was like charged a Chevron station. Cause that's like the only thing around. Like there was not another option. I was not expecting big things from the Chevron station at the Arizona, New Mexico border. Boy, was I wrong. Yeah. It is a traditional gas station, but can I tell you, the level of cleanliness rivals a Bucky's. It was so clean and perfect. I'm like, oh my gosh. It's, the it's, staff was so nice. Yeah, they were really nice. And it wasn't big. It was just like a Chevron. But I will say this, big parking lot. Yeah. The parallel perpendicular style charging spaces. It was easy. It was well lit. It was all those things you want in order to have a pleasant charging experience, at least from our perspective. I felt comfortable getting out of the car, walking around. Yes, it was pitch black. Yes, it was cold. Yes, it was like 1030 at night. Yeah. But I was comfortable doing that. Yeah. And that was, that, that was like, I was like, this is, this is a good spot. So we went into New Mexico. And if you're wondering what it's like to drive through New Mexico, Nicole and I can tell you it is the worst roads we encountered on this trip. Oh my gosh. When we crossed over the border from one state to, it, you, you know, you can tell like where a town stops paving locally. You could tell exactly where the border was because the road became this noisy, awful, rough, pebbled surface. It was bizarre. I was saying, I grew up in Pennsylvania and the roads in Pennsylvania are rivaled by the roads in New Mexico. And, yeah. it, and we're talking interstates. Yeah. And so I was very disappointed. New Mexico, if you're listening, please do something about I-10. It yeah. really needs some help. Federal government, I-10 needs some help. So, um, so yeah, so we went through there. It was pitch black the entire time we were in New Mexico. So I can't tell you what it's like. I will say this. The starry night in the desert is Beautiful. one of my favorite things. And we turned down the ambient lighting in the car. Yes, as low as it would go. It was... As low as it would go. Turned down the screens as low as they would go. Didn't turn them off because we like being able to see. Um but looking at the sky at night, just so many stars. I'm sure a lot of them were like satellites and Elon Musk satellites and stuff like that. But it was just so beautiful. Really and that's pretty. really the only thing we could see. Although I will say this, on numerous occasions, I thought there were small aircraft landing near us. <laughs> because Not because we were near Roswell, New Mexico, but because like you've been driving on the road for like 12 hours or whatever. And on one side of I-10, there's railroad. And so there's like every now and there's like a red beacon sign <laughs> and I would like see, I'd be you know, driving or, or riding and see the red flashing light. And I'm like, Oh my God, something's going to land on us. <laughs> and then like, at some point, I think it was like a communications tower at some point. I don't think it was like a cell phone tower, but something on the other side. And, and like, at one point, like the wind blew and like, I saw a light and I was like, Oh my God, something's landing on the car. Like I was just like, <laughs> it's an irrational, it's weird reaction. <laughs> I'm driving. I'm thinking, I need to stop. Like, <laughs> like, I don't know what's happening. Um, it was just, it was, it was really bizarre. Uh, but yeah, so we, we were in New Mexico, we got out and we charged at a Walmart, I believe in New Mexico, lots of CBP agents, customs and border patrol. We got off the exit. They were, there were lights and sirens. They were running yeah. to something. We saw a lot of customs and border patrol, um, cars out, personnel and out. there was one point where we're sitting there and you just see down the street, he's just cre creeping down the street. Really. Yeah, no lights no, on, no lights, no lights on. So I'm like, what are, what's happening around us that we're not witnessing yeah, What right am now? I not aware what of? What do I need to be more cognizant of uh, around yeah. me right now? Yeah, so there was, we did see a lot of activity like that yeah. um, in the areas where we were. And we were right on the border. Yeah. I mean, we took I-10 and I-10 dips down. It goes into Texas, El Paso, 
and then dips down along the border until you start to make that turn towards San Antonio. Um, because of that and because of the border situation, quite frankly, um, head on a swivel the whole time when we were charging. Yeah. Um, just because there are a lot of people who don't have homes and who are out, I'm going to say roaming the streets. It's not really the right term, but we have a lot, we have immigration issues, obviously at the U S Mexico border. So, you know, that can create some sort of level of unease. If you don't know the people, they don't know you. Yeah. It doesn't matter where it is in the country, but, um, just something to be cognizant of. We were aware of that. And also, we were in the middle of nowhere. There's a lot of these communities. We stopped at a day's in. And and here is the frustrating part, and this is part of what slowed us down a lot. So there's four chargers at this day's in in the middle of nowhere where there was a lovely little stray dog wandering around just kind of chilling. Um, he's the happiest looking dog for a stray. But we pull up, and all the chargers look fine. We pull up to the first one, get the car backed up, do your thing to charge it. Oh, no, sorry, this one's not working. Okay, now we pull forward, pull back up to the second one. Sorry, this one isn't going to work either. Pull back up to the third one, start charging. It faulted. It, it was faulted done. after we got back in the car. We're like, for the love. And then it said it was inoperable. Like, it faulted and died. I killed it. Like, she killed it. So we have one left. We're thinking, what are we going to do if this one doesn't work? Pull out, pull back in, get to the fourth one. Fourth one finally works at a stupidly low charge rate. That was the one that at one point was giving us, like, seven kilowatts. And I'm like... We're going to be here forever. So that kind of thing, that charge stop should have been quick. We were there for a long while charging the car. That makes a huge difference. It absolutely does. And it was it was a little unnerving, too, just sitting there. Why don't we take a break? Because the rain has just started coming down harder, as you can probably hear in the background. We'll let that pull off, and we'll see, and we'll come back with another segment. <laughs> VR training platforms like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients. As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. All right, you are back listening to Fast Women. We are recounting our trip across America from Disneyland to Disney World in a Kia EV6. I keep saying, because I remember last time I was like, EV60, EV, uh, nope, EV6. I've gotten, EV6. gotten better at saying it over the yes. last 48 hours we've been in the car. Uh, a little bit more than that now, actually. So you did hear us in the rain. We were in Florida in the panhandle um, as we were recording that. We are now in Orlando, Orlando proper. So we're charging the car for one last time together. I have checked into my hotel. Nicole has made sure to feed me at Disney Springs, which I've never been to before. I took her to Disney Springs and I took her to the Edison, which is a wonderful little place to have. They have bacon, candy bacon. They hang on the yes. string. We got the candy bacon, everybody. Like the clothesline bacon. It's amazing. Mm-hmm. It's Highly recommend. Yep. We also had a one. We splurged on a cocktail. Yeah, we uh, like a thing that we split called the porthole. The portal, yeah, like it looks like it's a portal from like a boat. Though the container it comes in, it has like fruit and all sorts of crazy. It was things. delicious. It had cinnamon and honey and oranges and whiskey and ten out of ten. Yes, hit the spot. So we did that. We walked around. We got desserts. At Gideon's. We got cookies and cake at Gideon's, which is just As amazing. one does. Yes. You can't say no. You must have both. That's the fast woman rule. Yes. So we went ahead and did that. So we've made it to Orlando. So spoiler alert, we're here. Um, but let's talk a little bit about the second half of the trip. Okay. So we did talk about the first half, and we kind of ended the last clip. We were in Texas on the border. It was desolate. 
There were not many options for charging. Right. It was cold. Mm -hmm. Um, You and I, you did a great video, um, not of us manhandling a cable, but discussing the fact that I had to straddle a cable while you had to push in. There's no way one human could do this by themselves. Here's the thing. So it wasn't like it was freezing cold. It was like in the 40s, but the cables on an EV, like to charge an EV, they're relatively thick. They're not as easy to wrangle as, say, like a gas vehicle, those actually have a little more flexibility. These are fairly stiff, and the cold made it stiffer. However, these were sitting in the charger. We couldn't get the connector to line up, and literally, I was straddling the cable, forcing the cable, helped bend it in one way. I'm grabbing the actual connector. It took the two of us to shove it in. We were laughing so hard that I was almost in tears. I'm like, this is, we're not going to be able to charge it and because we're laughing too hard and get this plugged in. It was ridiculous. And I'd like to uh, congratulate the people of Walmart. If they <laughs> see that video of their parking lot, they will see quite the show. Yeah. It was one of our uh-huh. finest hours for it sure. It was. It definitely was. Um, so anyway, so that, that kind of takes care of that. So um, I will say this again, in New Mexico, I'm sure it's beautiful. I w- look forward to going back and seeing it sometime. I've been there a couple times, um, but I'd like to see more of New Mexico. That's beside the point. Texas. Get to Texas. We went through El Paso. We went to just um, to a topping off point just past El Paso um, where we sat on a hill. It was dark. We watched what at first we thought was a prostitution um, yeah, entanglement. But, but we, we revised that after a few seconds because we figured, nope. A few a, seconds. It was a few minutes. A few minutes. Like, and because said individual then left vehicle, the one vehicle with a little baggie. And headed to the sec back to our original vehicle. So we're going drug deal. That's what we're currently we, going we, with. Yeah, so drug deal. So yeah. not only can Electrify America provide cha- power. Entertainment. Th- and, and they can also provide entertainment. So, yeah. you know, you never know what you're going to get in a dark parking lot in the middle of Texas in the middle of the night. Right. Yeah. yeah, we're talking like midnight. So we were charging about every two, two and a half hours. So yeah. we left there. Um, we went to another charging stop. Um, outside of San Antonio. So the sun's coming up. We've gotten topped off just enough at these little places where we felt like it wasn't the best for us to linger. So right. not that they're dangerous, not that they're overtly dangerous, but like you just have to be aware. Yeah. So we did these little top-offs. We stopped um, outside of San Antonio at two different places. One was great. It was like a Hampton Inn and Suites parking lot. Mm-hmm. Great, easy in and out. Um, you know, there's a bathroom inside the Hampton Inn and Suites. Thank goodness that was an essential part of that stop. Um that was great. No problem there. We started to really tick up the energy flow at that yeah, point. Yeah, it was like all of a sudden at that point, we started having better luck with the chargers that we were using. And it wasn't a matter of the temperature coming up, although that does have an impact on it. It was just that we were seeing a drastic improvement. We yeah. weren't seeing those like seven kilowatt charging speeds that were just killing our time. Yeah, most of the time we were in Texas, it was below 50 degrees. So it was like 40 to 50 most of the time. So it, it was pretty consistent with that temperature span. Um, and it was windy, granted, you know, higher up in El Paso and things like that. But down down as we got to San Antonio, that wind had kind of subsided. Um, after we left that charging station, we went to an Econo Lodge that is best described as a possible portal to hell. Oh my gosh, it was horrible. It was horrible. But it was the only charging stop. And like, we were like, we can't make it to San Antonio without stopping here. So we had to top off there. And it was filthy. We pulled into this parking lot and there are potholes. Like, you're talking, this pavement has not been new in 30 years, potholes. Mm-hmm. Like, it might swallow the EV6 up. Exactly. And then like looking around, this is like a, an Econo Lodge where people are living, not where they're motelling. Like I, yeah. I don't, there was like six packs of beer on the windowsill that have obviously been there a while with spare bottles there around. There was trash everywhere. There was trash. Even at the charging stations themselves, there's trash. There, there was, was an empty-ish peanut butter container 
filled with ants. It was nasty. Um, I ended up having ants on my foot. I did not enjoy that. No. Um, the charger didn't really work. Like, it took some finagling to get it to work. It wasn't yeah. reading cards. It wasn't skin. It was a whole thing. Um, we had to use the Electrify America app to start charging some of these times, um, as opposed to having a card reader, which... If you know the charging situation, it's easy to do, but it's also really frustrating when you're like, it's just not working. You get frustrated. Um, But we had to do that. There was a rat I saw. It was a very undesirable location, and it genuinely didn't feel not unsafe, but somewhere I did not want to linger, even during broad daylight. Yeah. It just had... It was a very... It was truly a sketchy place that you would... You would not want to stop at. You would not want to hang around, which is part of one of the challenges of using EVs. Like, right now, we happen to be sitting in a parking lot... It's a lovely parking lot at a beautiful mall. There's hotels across from it. It's wonderfully well lit. I feel perfectly safe sitting here. If it was nighttime and if it was that charger at the day's end, I would be charging the absolute minimum that I could charge to get myself the heck out of Dodge because you didn't feel safe there. It felt it felt sort of like ooh, smarmy scary like in possibly broad there's a murderer happening yeah. to be lingering nearby. And and that's not to say that Electrify America's picked a bad charging location because truly there's not much around. Right. Like, there aren't many options and we had to stop there. There was yep. no we charged almost to 100% the last one and we still were not going to make it. And along I10 there's just no options. There are spots so, where it's not it's not a matter of like well you know what I don't like where these these chargers are. Let's just drive 5 miles down the road. The only place you can charge is here. So and there's no you other, have to. And there's no other providers mm-hmm. either. Like, it's not like... So we were using the Electrify America app, the ChargePoint app, Plug uh, Plug Share, and the EVgo app to locate chargers on this trip. Mm-hmm. All running simultaneously, along with some Google stuff, um, to try and find the right locations as we went down the road. This was it. Mm-hmm. So from there... I would say that's like the turning point. So that was kind of like the portal to hell was the turning point. Where we then, um, there, our next stop was in San Antonio at a Walmart. And man, was that a high point because it was the first place we hit 200 kilowatt yes. charging. We were so excited. So excited. It was clean. It was nice. It was fresh. They had bathrooms. This is like the second day in a colonial. We'd been on the road for about 24 hours. Yeah. And we were like, it's time to brush teeth and use wipes to get clean and change our clothes. And like, yep. it really felt like a really big turning point. And we were, we knew we were making great time. We, we were like, okay, the charging is getting better. We're here. We hit 200. It felt really good. Well, we, we talked to some um, Electrify America representatives who had found out we were on the journey. Yeah. So I've been, I shared all of this on Twitter as it was happening and on Instagram. Cause I just like to share adventures on social. And I was mentioning the troubles we were having in Electrify America chargers. And somebody reached out to me during the middle of this from Electrify America and said, Hey, so here's my number. This poor guy on a Saturday morning, here's my number. Reach out to me. If you have any questions, can I help you? Wish we'd known you were doing this because we could help you, which I a hundred percent appreciate that EA watched, reached out and said, you guys, if you need help, if we can help you, but I, we didn't want to reach out ahead of time. Like, of course we, we, have we a, know these people, we know people right. who are in the industry. We could have reached out for help, but we wanted to have this experience like real people like you guys, right. if you were doing this. How would it like, go? Hop in the car and go. That's what we did. Like we did a little bit of research, but not much. Right. So, like, the average Joe is not just going to have share stuff and have someone from the company reach out and say, hey, yeah, so you're having trouble. Let me give you your my cell phone number so you can give me a call, which is wonderful and really helpful as a member of the media, but it does not help the average person. And we wanted to do this more like how a regular person did this. We didn't set things up. We didn't have somebody from a company map out this route for us. We did this like, how would you normal people do this? Yeah, so the only part that Kia helped us with was the car. 
they were like, yeah, you can drive our car across the country. And honestly, it's been fantastic. Like, I'm glad we didn't initiate V6. It wasn't intended to be like a car review. This is more intended to be, what is it like to, to drive an EV? What are the challenges? What are the good and the bad? And really the good, this EV6 was super fun. It was very comfortable. It handled beautifully. It drives so well. And we drove on Eco almost the entire time. Yeah. For self-preservation, honestly. And we're going to get into some of the challenges in the next segment. But this car, like, I am not, like, in love with the car. Like, I'd still <laughs> buy a Ford Raptor before I'd buy one, quite honestly. But that's just me. Um, but honestly... I'm so impressed with it. Yeah. I am so impressed with it. And I, I like it more the more time I spend in it. I'm about to hand it over to Nicole so she can have it for another couple of days while I fly home. I know. I'm gonna. I'm spending a couple of days in Disney World because I am a nerd and I love Disney. And I'm like, I'm not going straight home. I'm going to stay down here for a few days. And my daughter is down here. So I'm going to take her around and we're going to we're gonna have a little fun. So I'm excited. I get a few more days with the car. Um, but yeah, Eileen is about to like I'm gonna boot her out at the hotel and like bye bye (laughs) (laughs) but yeah so so we we did this like normal people that's kind of what we really want to emphasize here is we didn't have any help we did this we had the challenges that an average person would have we've been in a lot of EVs we're not novices at this and we still experienced a lot of challenges um so I'm gonna say this we're gonna leave you right now for this segment we're leaving you in San Antonio we're going to pick up talking a little bit about Houston what happened after Houston What's gotten us to Orlando today? We'll be right back. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Welcome back to Fast Women. This is a special episode. Nicole and I are talking about driving across the country in an electric vehicle, the 2023 Kia EV6. And we talked last segment about being in Texas and some of the, so how we were kind of on a high after San Antonio. And it was right? really great because we were trying to beat the guys from TFL car. And when the charging speeds were really low, we're like, nope, we can't do it. Then things started to turn around. Like, wait, we're like doing the math. And I was like, we can do this. If we can maintain what we're doing, if we can be super efficient and, and judicious about how heavy I am on the accelerator and where we stop and charge and where we top off and only getting what we need, we can do this. And then that's not how it went. So at this point, we have changed new clothes. We've we've freshened up. I had gotten 45 minutes of sleep. Nicole had gotten about two and a half, three hours of sleep. Um, we're switching on and off drivers about every other stop. So we are being safe with our driving. We're making yeah. sure we're taking care of stuff. We took breaks. Like, I don't want to think we were any of us were, like, were we driving We took breaks asleep. in the car. Yeah. We did not stop except for charging. To be very right. clear, we made no stops that did not involve charging during right. this entire journey at least through Texas and Louisiana. Yeah. So we we hit Houston. Things are going okay. Um, we knew the TFL guys got lost in Houston. So we're like, yes, we're doing good with this. Yeah. We get to Louisiana. Basically, like as soon as we cross into Louisiana, the rain starts. And we're talking like, I, you know what? Not like a rainstorm in the summer. Not like, oh, it's a little drizzle. Torrential rain that literally covered the road with like an inch of water where you more than that see, at times where people had their hazards on speed limits were like really really low we're getting down to like 40 45 miles an hour on the highway the whole highway is slowing down there are accidents and this is what we had from that point pretty much all until we got to about ocala florida ocala. yeah so we're and we're driving and eileen was driving and she's doing a great job i had napped a little 
super hard to nap though just because I'm like oh my god those roads are bad it like was, I want to watch it with her think of like snow squalls yeah this was rain squalls and I've and like my husband would call it a frog frog strangler yeah but it was worse than that like it is the hardest rain I have ever been in and not just because I was moving and not just because I was in like a car going somewhere and it was loud yeah it was horrible now to say all that this car yes. it's all-wheel drive it's continental tires were amazing. Like, they were the heroes of the adventure. Yes. Because I, you know, when you drive in a really heavy rain and you can feel the resistance of the, like, your tires, your wheels hitting the water, you feel the resistance, but then you will feel it when you start to slip because you're hydroplaning. Yeah, you'll feel like that, you could You could feel that you are, like, plowing through water, but the car was so stable. I had no concerns, like, I'm going to hydroplane. No. I felt very confident driving it. What we didn't feel confident in at one o'clock in the morning was seeing what everybody else was doing. And we just started all of a sudden looking like, Oh, there's an accident. Oh, there's two trucks that have run into each other. Oh, there are cars off the road. We don't mean like kind of sort of off the road. Like that guy ran off the road and went through the woods. That guy has hit a tree. There's just cars hydroplaning everywhere. It was a bit like bumper cars. It was Um, bad. It was bad. And so at this point, we have driven through construction in this. There's miles and miles of I-10 under construction. Jersey barriers on either side. Mm-hmm. Narrow lanes. We're with truck traffic. Ugh. It's getting dark. It has now gotten dark. We've stopped and charged along the way. And can I tell you, just, I was wearing some dry fit clothing. How <laughs> not dry and how cling fitting wet dry fit clothing is for about four and a half hours at this point. I am soaked. We're getting in and out of the car. We're tired. And the roads were in sh- just awful shape. I was going to say a different word. They were in very bad shape. And it, it's, it just is what it is, right? Like there's not at that point, there's nothing you can do. And you looked, we looked at the radar and we're like, this is not getting any better. It's coming for, it was coming from the Gulf straight up through. It was all I 10 all the way through Florida. And at that point I pulled off the side of the road and or not the side of the road. I was actually pulled into a, like a rest area. I said, Nicole, I need you to drive. I'm too tired. I'm right. straight to long blink. Which I, I need to not long totally blink. fine. I got in the car I started driving. The speed limit literally, we were going like 40, 45 miles an hour. If that, yeah. And two things were happening. One, we're having to go really slow, so we're losing a ton of time, but safety. The second thing is because there's so much water, our range is dropping at a ridiculous rate rate because truly it's no longer like we're driving on the pavement. We're fording water like we're some kind of like deep wrangler. So we're losing range at a rate and we're looking like we're not even going to make... We're going to have to stop more. We're not even going to make necessarily the charging stop we had thought we were going to make in a torrential downpour in the raid. And I remember there was a moment where I was watching the traffic in front of me and I see two cars. A car is put on his hazard lights because he's ner- you know, nervous about being seen. Two other SUVs are flying down the road. They don't even see the car with the hazards. And I see from the back as one slams on his brakes slightly hydroplanes goes by everybody in the breakdown lane recovers and goes back on and i looked and i'm like i mean this is it we gotta stop we, in the interest of safety we at least have to stop for and it was like 1 a.m it was it was about one o'clock in the morning and at that point we had used most of our wiggle room to btfl yeah. we were slow we were losing charge we, we we were like okay and literally like i'm on the phone i'm looking at my phone i'm like okay we can plan this out we can do this we have to stop like this all has to go right we don't know the charging speeds we're gonna get this all has to go right and when nicole looked at me she's like this is unsafe and at that point you're like you know what it's more important we arrive alive yeah. like honestly like i want to go home you know on monday morning right and and as much as it genuinely sucks to admit 
we made the decision to not set the record at that point. Right. Because it was more important for, in the interest of safety. And not just our safety. Because, but like, everybody. we were talking about, like, you're only as safe as the worst driver yep. that you're around. And we saw some really bad drivers. And we were just seeing dri- And it's like, we're just going to get a hotel. And the thing was, so we took this break. We literally stopped for about five hours. We, we got yeah, a we hotel. Yeah, we checked in the hotel. I texted my husband at 1.48 a.m. and said, like, we got a hotel room. Um, we decided to leave again five hours later. So it's not like we like luxuriated in sleeping. No. We were just sweet mm-hmm. enough to be safe. Looked at the forecast. We left at 7 a.m. the following morning. Um, we had to go 35 miles out of our way to get to a charger. Right. And from then, so, there. We, so we get to a charger and it's like momentarily nice. But even the next, like the next day, the rain's coming again and we're still seeing people hydroplaning. There's still cars left. There were enough accidents the night before that there are vehicles still on the side of the road that aren't currently being attended. Like they're yeah. just in ditches there. We saw, you know, there, so, so it was genuinely unsafe driving conditions. And it's like at that point with how slow we had to go, the range that we were losing because of the rain, the resistance from all that water, um, just the timing and the unsafe of it. We're like, okay, so we'll beat the TFL guys at something else some other day. Like, yeah. I'd rather be able to, to, to talk to them about it and have them sass me for not winning than to not, be able to complete it at all and, and someone get hurt. So it was really horrible to have to stop. We were, it was, we wanted it and we felt like had it not honestly been for the rain and the unsafety of it, how dangerous it became at one point, just like you got to get off the road. No one should be driving right now. We might've done it. I think we might've done it. I think we would have. We, 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 we had a, a heck of a chance. Like yeah. we were really like, I, this is so bad. I'm a communications major from college. I don't do math for a living. I've done a lot of math over the last 48, 72 <laughs> hours. We would have beaten them. Like I'm yeah. very, I'm very confident in saying that in the, in the strategies we were doing and what we were, what we were doing. So while we did wait till 7am, we got charged up. We left, we slept overnight in Alabama, Mobile, Alabama, got on I-10 and very shortly after doing that, it started to rain like it had the night before. Yeah. And we were running into the same things. And actually, we had just recharged. And I was like, okay, we can make it to Tallahassee and we'll turn down I-75 from there. We're looking at the range and we're seeing the range drop like it did the night before. We're seeing that the this, this terrific downpour we're having is doing the same thing as last night. And then the exact same thing happened. We started seeing cars go off there. We saw a super forester that had actually rolled, rolled. over, which How? I've never seen that. <laughs> it was, and it was a new forester. Like, like honestly, very impressive from the driver's perspective. I'm glad that driver was staying there. He seemed safe. Um, and he, he seemed okay. The car was in reasonable shape honestly for being rolled um we also saw tractor trailers full of cars obviously coming from a port somewhere that were in the woods literally in the woods like not on the berm not not on the pavement in the woods having wrecked and then it said it to us again we're like okay now we need to not just be safe but now we've got to do some game planning because we had about i think it was about 20 no sorry with 40 miles of cushion to get to tallahassee we did the math. We were now negative 10. Right. And you're in a spot where there's nothing between where we were and Tallahassee. So it's like, okay, we'd shut everything down. We don't know how much resistance these tires are going to have. Is it going to keep raining all the way to Tallahassee? Or is it going to stop? Is it going to stop? Are we going to make it? Or are we not going to make it? 
And finally we made a gut call and it's like, okay, so we took, I opened the charge point app and I was like, find me a charge point location where I can at least get some juice between here and we'll say Gainesville. Because at that point around the armpit of Tallahassee, you can kind of make some off route decisions. Um, and we ended up doing that. We ended up exiting, going down us 19, um, to the town of Perry, Florida. Teeny tiny little sleepy town. Town. Yeah, it's, it's, I feel like it's about to be revived. Like I feel like there's some people doing some business stuff yeah. there on a Sunday. Found a coffee shop that was open. Woo-hoo. Yes. Really cute after hours coffee shop. They were lovely to us. They certainly did not expect to see such high energy people on a Sunday, (laughs) Um, but they were lovely to us. Um, But we went there and Duke energy has these level two chargers there Mm -hmm. um, and some fast chargers. And we ended up hooking up there, getting the charge we needed and we were able to kind of go on back roads. We saw some very rural parts of Florida, which we will talk about in the next podcast because I have many <laughs> questions. Even having been there myself, Nicole and I encountered some things we did not expect yes, to see. Yes, we did. Um, and we ended up getting to, oh, geez, we ended up getting to 75. And we stopped for a charge somewhere near Gainesville-ish. Yep. We got a final charge, and it was like, you know what? We can make it to Orlando. Yep. And it was honestly like... At that point, I was like, ooh, I could stop and use the bathroom if I wanted to. Because we're not, like, on the clock anymore. Right. We didn't, though. Like, all throughout this entire train, we only stopped for the charging, even though we knew that we weren't going to get the record. And it was really important for us to be able to make it to Orlando with enough charge and to say, like, we did do the route. We did all the stuff that TFL did, even though we know we couldn't beat the record. We felt that was really important. So we did do that. And we made it with plenty of charge, plenty of time. And thank goodness I had cash on me because we forgot about tolls in Orlando. Oh, my gosh. That's a whole thing. Um, So make sure you bring cash or you have a sun pass because toll by tag is not a guarantee in Orlando. Um, and we've made it and we're here. And then Nicole graciously took me out to dinner. I did. I took her out to dinner because I did a, a lot of uh, background stuff to make this, this happen. When I first talked to Roman at TFL car, I was like, I can kick your butt, which I could have Roman, if not for mother nature. We 100% um, could have. And I was like, Eileen, are you in? And she's like, yeah, we're in. So it was fun. And you know, the, the neat thing about this is aside from just doing the drive, we learned a lot about what it's like to just live with an electric vehicle. And I think, you know, I like for me, I did not anticipate how much just literally having water on the road would degrade our range. That was a surprise to me. Um, that was something interesting to learn. I didn't anticipate quite how much the charging speeds could impact things. I understand that. But to actually live that, uh, it was, and you know, to have that the thing is like somebody said to me when I was sharing stuff online, Oh, I bet you'd never buy an EV. Absolutely. I would buy an EV. I'd be in a, buy an EV in a heartbeat. The thing is there are circumstances where it's great and circumstances where it's not driving around your neighborhood, driving your day to day. You aren't going to have to think a heck of a lot about it. It's easy. You know where the chargers are. You're probably not going to go out in a torrential downpour. You're probably not driving at 2 AM in your neighborhood. Okay. It, Day-to-day, super easy, but on a road trip where you don't know where you're going, it's not like you can't do it, but it does require some planning combined with this, you have to be able to flex your plans. You have to pay attention and you have to be able to flex your plans based on the infrastructure in terms of where and how fast things are charging. But even as we found the weather, because what really killed us being able to get here when we were supposed to 
It wasn't the Chargers. It was the weather. The weather did us in. Yeah, so I definitely felt like Mother Nature was like, you know what? You girls don't need to be doing this today. Today's <laughs> not the time. It really felt like we controlled only as much as we could. And that's kind of the story with cars all the time. There's only so much you can control. You can't control the drivers. You can't control the weather. You can't control the road. Yeah. And so number you have to take care of number one. And number one's got to come home at night or come home to the hotel at night to go home. Yes. That's, that's where we are. And so we are, I think I'm, I've learned so much. I'm very grateful that Kia gave us opportunity in EV6, and I am very even more grateful that unlike what Hyundai did with TFL Car, Kia is not making us drive back across the they country to California to drop this back off. They're, They're letting us leave it in Orlando for them, which is gracious beyond belief. I'm so thank thank you, Jeff. Thank you, James and James. Yeah, like, thank you. Although I that. did have someone I, when I was sharing what happened on online, she's like. Well, you know, maybe now you couldn't get to Disney World in time, but maybe you should just like turn around and go back the other way and see if you could beat them. And I'm like, yeah, no. Uh, not, not right, right now. now. Not yeah. right now. Thank you, no. <laughs> I will say this. I am very happy. I'm going to go to my hotel and sleep on my stomach. I think my butt is done being sat on for a while. <laughs> um, I'm looking forward to perhaps getting home to my pillow. Maybe I'll sit on myself at home and put my butt pillow there. I'll be like, I've missed you, honey. I'm talking the butt pillow, not my husband. Uh -huh, um, uh -huh, uh -huh. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I mean, I clearly miss my husband too. But um, it'll be great. And I'm planning our next adventure already. We've talked to a number of people. And I want to say this. We have a lot of friends who listen to our podcast, friends yes. in the industry, friends who are just friends. And thank you to all of you who called us over the last 48, 72 hours, who checked in on us on the road, who sent us DMs, who sent us, you know, tweets. Um, we've had a lot of support from everybody. And, you know, it's so great to hear from you. You don't necessarily talk to people we met at the Millenilia. Yeah. Like Gunner, people, you called us. And like, it was like, it was just so fun and, to reconnect. And truly to everybody, because there were people that I, I recognize as sort of people that I interact with commonly online that I've never met, but that I interact with and people that I've never talked to before who were watching things online, who were chatting with me, who were giving me support or like, you could do this. It was, I appreciate every single one of you from the OEMs to industry friends, to personal friends, to the random strangers on Twitter who were like, you can do it. It was really nice to see the people that wanted to support and help. And were just excited to see how it went sort of from the experience of, okay, we're in with you on this adventure. Let's see what it's like to try and do this thing. And it was, it, I'm very, very grateful for the experience. It truly was something amazing to get to do. So if you're interested more on the details of our charging experiences, the route we took, some of the experiences we had at the convenience stores along the way, oh, you can go to newsweek.com. We did document that in a live blog over the last mm -hmm. week. Um, we also have an article up about the 10 things we learned on our EV road trip. Nicole and I wrote that together. Um, feel free to go look at that. Um, we'd love to hear your comments. Hit us up on social media, personal or a fast women show at Instagram and Twitter. Um, we really want to hear from you. We want to hear what you think. Would you yeah. do this road trip? Would you not? If you need advice, feel free to let us know. I will say this. If you are in Texas, Arizona, or New Mexico, and you're in an EV and you're trying to be on the highway... I hope you get one that's over 300 miles of range because that right there, like to me, the 300 miles of range is almost where it needs to be in order to make the entire trip comfortable. Yeah. Because I, I, there were times where I was like, man, if we just had 30 or 40 more miles of range and a little bit more of a cushion, we could have skipped so many charging spots. We could have just topped up a little bit more. It would, it would have made a whole huge bunch of difference. I'm still going to blame Mother Nature, though. This is oh, Mother 100%. Nature's fault. Mother yeah. Nature was, a, was an unforgiving... <clears throat> And yeah, yeah, yeah. She was a witch with a B, and yeah. we're, it's, we were joking. Nicole and I, I was like, "It's like we're gonna have a discussion with Mother Nature, and she's not invited on our she next trip. Not invited no. on our next drive. Mm -hmm. Not no. Nope. Stay home. Yeah, stay home and shut up." <laughs> <laughs> so with that we will leave you with this episode of fast women we'll be back next time we're going to talk a little bit more about this trip um we're going to do a little scorecard next time with some of our favorite moments from the trip and uh 
We'll see, we've got some other stuff in store. Yeah, we got other plans. We're not done. <laughs>